The Ask a CEO Show is brought to you by Lorraine Gregory Communications, an award-winning agency telling personal and brand stories for more than 30 years. From strategy to production and execution, they are a true full-service agency. Check them out today at LorraineGregory.com. Welcome, everyone, to the Ask a CEO Show. Ask a CEO interviews bring us inside the corner office and C-suite for discussions with top executives about their journey to leadership and the reality of running their companies today. Our host, Greg Demetrio, is the CEO of Lorraine Gregory Communications, an award-winning integrated marketing company. He is also the founder of gregscorneroffice.com, the home of the Ask a CEO interviews. Greg has been in the business for over 30 years. He is a resource to the media, an invited columnist and speaker on marketing and business topics. Over the years, Greg has talked to hundreds of CEOs and executives about what it took to make it to the corner office and what it is really like being the leader of their companies. And now, he brings those conversations to you. Here's Greg now. Welcome, everybody, to Ask a CEO. I'm Greg Demetrio, the CEO of Lorraine Gregory Communications. Ask a CEO is designed to take us inside the C-suite and have a discussion with the CEOs that run some really cool companies and find out what their journey to the corner office was like and what it's like to be the leader of their companies. So today, our guest is Daniel Ramsey, and he's the founder and CEO of My Outdesk which is a highly rated virtual assistant company with over 500 five-star reviews. Nice, very well done, Daniel. Thank you. For 13 years, Daniel has been building a client base that now serves over 6,000 clients. My Outdesk is dedicated to helping clients scale their businesses and their bottom line. So welcome to the show, Daniel. Yeah, Greg, thanks for having me. Before we get into it, maybe you could tell the audience a little bit more about yourself, and your journey to, to be the leader of my outdesk. Yeah, pretty simple story. I'm an entrepreneur from, you know, as long as I can remember as a kid, I remember I was on the bus and I used to sell candy bars, right? And this guy comes up to me and says, I want your candy bar. And it was the last Snickers that I had. And, you know, in this point, I'm in the seventh grade and it's Friday, it's a warm spring day. And I hadn't, I, I was a good drug dealer. I hadn't ate that, I hadn't, any candy that week. And so this was my Friday, my last Snickers, right? And um, he's like, give it to me. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And um, he shoves a $20 bill in my face and says, give it to me. And from that moment on, I, I was hooked. I knew I was going to be a sales guy. I knew I was going to be a business owner. And, um, you know, this company, my outdesk, what we do is we help businesses get talent. I mean, it's a very simple thing. Ask you know, I love the name of the show. If you ask any CEO what their biggest challenge is, I'm, I'm hands down, if they don't say finding and keeping my best talent, you know, they're not really a CEO. And so uh, that's what we do is we help businesses find talent. And uh, I'm glad to be here today. What is, what is a virtual assistant? I don't, I haven't a clue. Maybe you can tell me. I've heard the term before. I've yep. tickled around the edges of it and I know kind of know it, but not really enough to have a conversation. So maybe you could tell us all about what you built your business around. Yeah. So uh, it's pretty simple. I'm going to first define a virtual assistant and then we'll go into a story. I'm a story guy. I love to tell stories, but here, here's the bottom line. A can of soda in the US costs about two bucks. If you go to a developing country around the world, that same can of soda is about 50 cents. So all we're doing here is we're finding talent that isn't right here in your office or in, in the US, global talent 
at scale, meaning, you know, we're doing all the kind of resume checks and background and, and FBI you know, checks to who they are, making sure they're good people with the right skills and the needed, um, you know, expertise. But just like you and I are right now connecting, you're in a different part of the world than I am through Zoom and all kinds of technology nowadays, your employees don't have to be right here in your office. And so what we do is we connect, you know, talented businesses and owners in the US and Canada to people in the Philippines, actually. Really? And what tasks do they do? It's a great question. We primarily serve in four different ways. Uh, sales, you know, if you want a sales development rep, somebody who helps prospecting or answering the phones for you. We also have integrative assistants, so a personal assistant, just a virtual personal assistant for a CEO, which is, by the way, one of the biggest things that we uh, get calls for. It's, it's a high demand kind of item. Uh, just having somebody help you with your calendar or email or do what I call directing traffic. Um, the other is a marketing assistant. So somebody help you with social and video and editing and putting it out there in the world. And then the final and, and probably one of the most used in, in the business community is customer service and client support. So somebody to just answer the phones and help you kind of direct traffic mm -hmm. to and fro your business. But those are the four primary you know, areas that we serve our clients. So who are your clients? Yeah, some really cool um, businesses, mostly SMBs, so small and medium-sized businesses. Anybody who's doing, you know, a million dollars to revenue all the way up to our largest client, which does $100 million in revenue. Um, that's kind of our range. And what we do is we go through a process where we understand exactly who's on your team today, what technology stack you're working with, and what your goals and needs are in order to really drive and, and grow your business. And then we kind of work backwards from there. Um, and it's my favorite thing in the world to actually learn about other people's businesses. And so we have a really great process where you come in, get a consultation, and then we fill, like, basically we say, hey, if we fill this gap, what would that do for your business? And when a, an entrepreneur or a CEO says that would make the difference, then we know we have a match. So tell me about your aha moment when you say, hey, I can make a business out of this. And, and when yeah. you had that moment, how in the world did you mature it to bring it to market? It's a great question. And that leads back to the story. I'm uh, thankfully been married for more than a decade. We're on our 12th year, okay. my wife and I. And, you know, as a CEO and an entrepreneur, you know, that's a big thing because many of us are married to our business, right? We're, we're you know, spending a lot of time helping grow and overcoming obstacles. But we were on our honeymoon, my wife and I. And literally... I'm in Guatemala at a Francis Ford Coppola resort. And, you know, we just spent the whole day trekking through the jungle. There are monkeys. I mean, this is like pristine, right? There's a huge lake out in front of our bungalow. And I found myself in the bar, actually, at one o'clock in the morning. And the bartender... Wonder of wonders. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm on my laptop pounding out, you know, emails and trying to make my business go, right? And the bartender grabs my phone, pulls it from me, and in Spanish is saying, stupid gringo, working too much, beautiful wife back in the room, and he snaps a photo. And I just, I, in that moment, I knew I wanted to have a family, I wanted to stay married, 
And I knew something had to shift. And that was my own, in my own entrepreneurial journey, it was that shift to, okay, I need to build systems and process. I need to hire the right people. I need to kind of revamp my business. And it was that year that we kind of really shifted how we ran our company. And a good friend of mine said, hey, Daniel, could you help me get a virtual assistant? I was like, man, it's really hard. And he's like, I need five. And I was like, okay, I'll do it, but I got to charge you something. Literally, that's how the business started. All right. Another CEO said, hey, could you get me some? And, and uh, the rest is history. 6,000 clients later. So you talk about you know, developing the people that you have to have. Tell me a little bit about the My Outdesk team, not just the virtual assistants, but maybe you could talk about them, but the folks who help you run the company. What kind of team did you build? It's a great question. Um, in our world, it's always sales and operations. So we try to split the company into those two main focuses and really kind of look at who's on the team and what's their system and process. Um, we've got a great sales staff and marketing team that does phenomenal work. In fact, this month will be our best year or quarter ever. Wildly, and you know, despite the coronavirus and everything that's going on in the world, people are still hiring and businesses are still growing. So that's good news for us. But um, uh, on top of the sales and marketing, good, that's just good news in general because under the certain the current conditions, people are going wondering if there's business being had, and sure enough, there is. So I'm glad to hear that from you for sure, for sure. So, what kind of culture do you have in a company? Culture is one of our big things. Our our world. Um, our, one of our core values is servant's heart. So every single sales call or consultation that we do with clients starts out with one primary um, message, which is, you know, and I'm just going to role play with you, Greg. Hey, Greg, we're here today. I'm so excited to be here. But how could I make this meeting amazing for you? So one of the cool things about my outdesk is that we really focus on making an impact in the world. So we've started a char- charity called the Mod Movement, where all of our clients actually contribute um, money and our people contribute their time and love to the world. And we've done some really cool things. We've built a chair. Uh, we've actually built an orphanage for kids two years ago. Oh Last year, we actually built an old folks home, sent a bunch of kids to camp in Texas. So part of our culture is really servants being a servant to not only our clients, but our people and really making impact in the world. So we're really proud of that. And personally, um, I love being able to be a part of the vision of, of really making impact in the world. You know, I love my job because I get to meet people like you doing fantastic things, not only on the business side, but on the giving side. I love really good corporate citizens who understand that it's not just about bringing in every single penny. You got to turn it around and you got to turn it outward as well. So I love to, I love my job. Love my job. So for 13 years, you've been, You've been building this company, and I'm sure there have been some ups and some downs. Maybe you could give us both ends of the spectrum. Yeah, uh, I always like to start with the downs because I think in in our business, one of the things, another one of our key like core values is a healthy soil, and it's our term for just continuous improvement. We have a saying here, you, you never really lose. You either learn or you win. 
And so as a company, we've been, uh, we've been learning a lot over the last 13 years. Uh, my favorite example is just building a culture where performance is key. And for a long time, we just didn't have the formula. Um, and we would hire people and then we'd churn through them. And we just didn't know exactly you know, how to create frameworks, how to measure success, how to coach people. And so We've had some key hires in our HR department, which really have, you know, changed our business. And I think you have to kind of skin some knees or elbows, you know, like a kid running um, before you have those lessons and actually get to implement those. So I would say, you know, getting the right framework to run an entire company has been our biggest, you know, challenge as, as well as our best learning opportunity. And what was your best up? <laughs> you know, uh, some a win that's recent is our technology is really caught on fire. Um, we're a fully remote company, which is interesting because the coronavirus, you know, has caused a lot of companies a lot of disruption. Um, we wrote a book last year, and I'd love to give it away to your audience, but we wrote a book last year talking about scaling your business with virtual professionals, our, our version of a virtual assistant. We call them virtual professionals. And um, part of that is just having all the tools and technology in order to have, I mean, imagine for us anyways, we have more than a thousand people working across the globe, different time zones, different clients, different expectations, and we seamlessly manage that through our technology. So one of our cool wins right now is all of the kind of hard work that we've done over the last 13 years has really kind of enabled us to, you know, be successful through this. Oh, what, Dan, Daniel, what gets you up and going every day? I mean, you've been doing this for 13 years. It's not same old, same old. So what, what is it that gets you up and going? But, in the end, I, I observing as a whole, there are five to six thousand individuals that rely on the salaries that we help them earn, or the hard work that our virtual professionals do for their clients and out in their business world. So, you know, my my favorite thing, I'm up every. I know real opportunity for our business allows us to do really great, impactful charity work. So, it goes back to why we're in the world. So. You know, you've really given me some good stuff to think about myself here because, you know, I'm running a business here. We have 35 employees, but they're all here. We're virtually here now, right? right. So you're giving me some good stuff. So our audience for the show is a mix of CEOs and those people striving to get to the corner office. Yep. So what advice can you give those who are working very hard to advance their careers and achieve the C-suite? It's a great question. You know, um, it's interesting. I heard a quote last week that's just kind of been resonating with me over the last couple of days. You can take the emotion out of the decision, but you can never take the emotion out of the result. And so when I, whenever I meet a CEO that's really killing it or doing a great job or, le- or making big impact in the world, I'm always looking at what their day looks like, how they lead, what they're up to. Um, and I always, always, always see this consistency and this strength of character that, you know, is always impressive to me. So 
you know, my advice is just be consistent. You know, it's almost like, you know, you've got to be like a battle general going into a battle every single day, not the bad kind of battle, but the good kind of battle where you're making positive change and helping people win and really staying focused on what value you yourself can bring to the world. And I think the folks that are doing that, you know, consistently day in and day out, always you know, you know, end up it, winning. It's interesting that you 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 guys have actually put a book together. You know, I remember my favorite book of all time, my, probably the first real business book I ever read was The E-Myth, right? Yeah. Working on your business and not in it. That was a great lesson to me because I was the guy who would stand in front of a machine and I would go to the deli and I would do, I would do everything that I didn't want anybody else to do, right? Until I learned right. that that was not the point. The point was to grow something. And at the end of the day, have a profit and build something that was worth being and proud of. So that was really interesting. Do you have any books in your past that that made that kind of impact on you? Yeah, you know, uh, Michael Gerber's book is a great one, The E-Myth. I mean, and even the, the idea of building a sustainable business is more about the system and process than anything else. And, and the training around that and the people that you hired. Right. Getting getting everybody kind of rowing in the same direction. Rich dad, poor dad. I love the seven habits of highly effective people. Pretty much read every leadership book you can <laughs> imagine. Um, but there's some classics that yeah. just that just you know stick with you over time. But yeah, I mean, I think that's uh, an affliction. The best in the people cor- in the world, yeah. they're consistent. I Go think ahead. that's an affliction in the corner office. Always reading, 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 trying to trying to get that little pearl, that little pearl to give you an edge, right? So. Well, and you know what's funny is I, I would say, and I don't know if this happens to you, Greg, but I know all of the right steps. And every time I read a new book, I'm, it reminds me, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to be doing that as a leader or I'm supposed to be doing this as a leader. And so for me, you know, what is it? The master will appear when the teacher is ready or, you know, teacher like will appear when, when the, the student is ready. Yep. Yeah, that's right. That's the quote. So, you know, as a CEO, um, I think we've all done our fair share of learning. Otherwise, we wouldn't have gotten there. Um, but we all need mentors and and great masters or teachers to show up. I think that covers that. The question I was going to come to next was about advice to CEOs. I think you just covered that with, with what you just said. That's the way to be, quite frankly. And that's going to get you there. So, Tell me about this book. Tell me about how people can get a hold of you if they'd like more information about you or your company. Stage is yours. Yeah, man. Um, thanks for that. I What I would tell everybody on this or listening to this podcast or watching this video is scaling your business with mod virtual professionals is every single thing that I've ever learned about working virtually or fully remote with people who are not in your office. So it's designed for businesses who want to take advantage of what we call a blended model, which is some folks are in your office, you know, they might be licensed or have a high level of expertise, meaning they are experts at what they do. They might be great marketing people or great leaders or something. But even those folks who are in your office, they need help. They need an assistant or they need somebody to help them do the process and system stuff. So we put together a book showing business owners and CEOs exactly how to do that the right way. Um, And with 6,000 clients and 13 years of experience, what I realized was we weren't 
you know, because the book came out last year. So for 12 of the 13 years, we were missing this really important piece, right? The the guide post or the, the mm-hmm. spot for people mm-hmm. to go to and refer. So if you would like a copy, you can actually get a copy by just texting uh, this number. It's 31996. You, that's the number you put in the phone section. And in the message, just S for scale and then V for virtual and then P for professional. So text 31996, just S and VP, you can get a Kindle or a PDF and it's completely free. Wonderful. That's great. So give us your give us your website address and your telephone number in case anyone's come direct. Jump on our website. The best place to kind of find more information about us is through our desk.com and go on there. We've got a great blog video um, request a consultation. Those things typically last between 30 minutes or 45 minutes where we dive deep into your business, understand what your needs are, and really walk you through what it would look like to use a virtual professional or a virtual assistant in your in your business. And uh, those are lots of fun. Well, Dan, I can't thank you enough for being on the show today. You've given us a lot of pearls, a lot of things to think about, a lot of ways to grow a business. So anybody, you got the numbers, reach out for Daniel. If you have any further questions, and I'd just like to say that the Ask a CEO show can be found at Greg's Corner Office on Facebook, on YouTube, as a podcast on your first favorite listening app, or just search Ask a CEO. And of course, like, comment, share everywhere. So until next time, thank you so much. Greg, thanks for having me. That's a wrap on another Ask a CEO interview. We hope you enjoyed the talk. We'd love to hear from you. Visit gregscorneroffice.com, click the Ask a CEO tab, search your favorite listening app, or view on YouTube. Click the subscribe button. And don't forget to like and follow us on Facebook. Until next time, goodbye from Ask a CEO.